the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. We have so much happening in this country and only an hour to cover it with to, together on the program. But So please visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. Follow me on Twitter at Eagle Ed Martin and on every other social media platform at Ed Martin, at Ed Martin. Just go there and track all this stuff uh, over on Facebook, Ed Martin Live. And um, look, uh, you just got to go where the people know what they're saying. And I guess I'm the, I'm the people. I'm the people that knows what he's saying. And here's what I'm saying. I've been saying it for a while. It's not a red wave. It's a red tsunami. It's a red tsunami. And the red tsunami is cresting and it's going wild. The, earlier on Monday, the Democrats announced they're going to spend almost a million dollars in spending from their campaign arm to save the guy who is in charge of the DCCC, the Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee, because he's in a dogfight. He might lose his seat. That's what we call a red tsunami. The tsunami is sweeping and it will be taking out lots of people that nobody sees coming. And so you should be ready to watch. Here's some great news. Beto O'Rourke down by 10. His career is over. Stacey Abrams down by close to 10. Her career probably, I mean, Shirker is definitely over. Um, Herschel Walker winning now. Oz winning up in Pennsylvania. It's on and on and on. By the way, there are some places where things are happening that nobody's noticing, but I'm here to tell you. Do you know that Chris Kobach, who is a fearless fighter for the Constitution, is the attorney general nominee in a Kansas Republican nominee? He's going to win. And, and he's going to win going away, which is great. He's going to be in one of the most important positions, state attorney general, and he's fearless. And he's fearless. You know why? Because He's taken on the Democrats. He's taken on the Soros-backed uh, Secretary of State types because he was Secretary of State. He's taken on the establishment Republicans who you know, ran away from him when he was doing his job. So, And when he was running for office, he's lost races, which is important. When you lose, you learn. You lose, you learn. He's the man to watch. I got to tell you, forget about people that are right now on your radar it's a Trump 2024. And after that, it's going to be somebody like Kobach. And I will just watch him. So that's all happening. The red tsunami is happening. But here's how. Here's what you need to know today. What you need to know is there, there's going to be two phenomena that are going to start to happen more frequently. One, you will see articles by the media about how Democrat candidates were flawed. Beto O'Rourke was too liberal. Stacey Abrams was corrupt, or at least her campaign was. That story is actually floating out there. You're going to start to see the media and the Democrats turn on each other and look for people to blame. This will get especially acute as it gets closer to the election because the Biden White House will want a narrative to say, oh, yeah, those people, they got out of control. Uh, those Democrats, they went too far to the left, blah, blah, blah. So that watch for that. 
But what you need to know is the second thing that's happening is excuses in the form of somebody to blame. Now, some of that will be like money. They'll say, oh, Dr. Oz was supported by dark money coming in from the outside, from Mitch McConnell's network, whatever. Oh, whatever. John Fetterman's got the same things going. I mean, at that level, when you're playing big league ball at that level, there's money coming from all different sides. And but they're going to start blaming people, selective blaming of people for things like that. Oh, you know, the the uh, Republicans, uh, they, they suppress the vote. That's another trick. Suppress the vote. But here's the one that's fun. They, with a straight face, they're going to say again that the infrastructure in America for our elections is is uh, susceptible to attack. They've already floated this, that it's the Chinese and the Russians and others. They, they, they could attack our election system. Wait, what? Are you really believing that the first time that the election system was susceptible to attack was not 2016? It wasn't maybe 2020. It's just 2022. Is that really what you're going to try to defend? Are you really going to say, and they are, they're saying it already, the, the Biden administration has been floating it already. They've been saying we were looking at it and the, the Chinese and the, and the Russians, they may hack our elections. They may attack our infrastructure. That, and that's the part of the blame game. Remember, Hillary refused to call Trump a legitimate president. Stacey Abrams refused to concede her race that she lost in 2018. Right. The other side, there's a great video out there on social media where you can see one after another of the Democrats who refused to concede that the election wasn't perfect. That's what they did. That's the reality that they pushed. And now they're going to start this again. It's something to see. It should make you really smile. And I don't know if it'll make you laugh, but it will make you uh, uh, you'll, you'll be thinking to yourself, really? Are you guys really going to try that now? And the answer is, yeah, they are. <laughs> yes, they are, for sure. What you need to know is keep your head down, keep fo- keep listening to this program, and keep listening to go to ProReport.com and PhyllisLapway.com and at Eagle, Ed Mar- Ed Mar- at Eagle Ed Martin on Twitter, and you'll see what's going on. But keep your head down and do all the fundamentals. At this point in election, no clever marketing, no clever jingle, no clever ad is going to change the trend line. All you're doing now is trying to get people to the polls, get people to the polls, get them voting and get things nailed down and just, you know, ride it out. Uh, there's going to be plenty of things that go irregular and upside down and crazy, but you've just got to push through it. That's that's what you need to know is there will be distractions, right? There will be this phenomenon. They'll start blaming each other, the Democrats. Then they'll blame the rest of the world and the Russians and the Chinese. But keep your head down. New York State. The, the, the incumbent governor. Now, she's never won statewide. She did one as a lieutenant governor, but she replaced Andrew Cuomo. She moved up to the job. She's now suddenly retrenching because the Republican challenger, Lee Zeldin, is within a few points in New York, in New York. Why? Because every day there's new video of violence in the cities, especially New York City and the five boroughs, but also other cities. And people are like, man, we can't we cannot go in this direction. Oh, one one last thing on this. and I'll let you go. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk with Jerry Corsi, Dr. Jerome Corsi. One one thing about this over the weekend. I didn't watch all the shows, but I took a quick uh, pass through uh, on the Sunday shows. And what they were stunned to talk about was the right track, wrong track, that the number of people who think the country's on the wrong track and then blaming the Democrats. 
it's huge numbers like they haven't seen in forever. And it just goes to prove it. And, and then inside certain data, you've got uh, Hispanic Americans voting for Republicans by a wide margin. You've got African-Americans not voting for Democrats, either not voting at all or talking about voting for uh, other candidates. It's an extraordinary thing that's going on. It's a red tsunami. I talked to my friend, a friend of mine, and he was saying, yeah, well, it's a red tsunami. And I said, can it, is it a new coalition? We'll hold together. And he said, not after the election. This, after this election, they'll start fighting over different things. And then eventually some of the social issues will, will pull through. But for now, it is a red tsunami. It's building. And just think to yourself, as the tsunami builds and crashes uh, into the Capitol, don't you think one man is going to stand up and say, hey, I had a lot to do with building that wave, that tsunami. And I think it's time for me to do something about it. Don't you think? I can, can Donald Trump, can he afford to wait 24 hours after the election before he declares for 2024? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, that's what you need to know. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. Dr. Jerome Corsi is next. I will break down for you the Stacey Abrams corruption, the, the grift that she's been on for five years. Uh, and you'll see that. And it's interesting, as I mentioned earlier, uh, people are the Democrats are blaming each other. They're starting to actually talk about how Stacey Abrams, how corrupt it seems, her nonprofit that was supposed to help voters and voter rights, how not how corrupt it looks. Uh, they can't get to the bottom of it because there's no transparency. But but that's an indication that the media is turning. So uh, we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. A couple weeks ago, I had him on, and it had been maybe six or eight or nine. It could have been longer that I hadn't had uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi on, and I'm glad that he came back. He wrote a piece over, let me see where I was looking, the American Thinker, AmericanThinker.com. I'll post it over there. Uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi, he's published over two dozen books, economics, history, two New York Times uh, number one uh, bestsellers. Wow. And, uh, of course, he's, uh, his newest book, which we talked about a month or two ago, is called The Truth about energy, global warming, and climate change, exposing climate lies in an age of disinformation. Very helpful uh, tome. It is a tome. There's a lot there. Welcome, Dr. Corsi. How are you, sir? Uh, great. It's good to be back with you. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. First of all, um, it's interesting on the issue, this this piece you wrote on climate change and the Hurricane Ian um, recently, and this was timely, it was about 10 days ago now, but it seems like the energy crisis in the world is driving more attention to the insanity of the climate change. Now, both ways, people are running around saying we need more, you know, uh, climate alarmists uh, and others saying this is catastrophic. Are, are we reaching a sort of some kind of climax on uh, some of this or what's what's your thoughts? Well, I think right now what's going on in Europe and the entire global movement, this global warming movement, is seeing an opportunity to say, let's let's use increased gas prices, inflation, as a, a positive, as a way to accelerate going to renewable fuels. And uh, I think that's completely misplaced. What you're finding is in Europe that uh, the, the renewable fuels are not ready to go you know, full-time and be scalable to provide cities with power and to power the European Union, let alone the United States. 
And what's going to happen in Europe is people are going to have extreme difficulties paying for energy. Uh, people are going to go cold. In Germany, they're already chopping down forests to have uh, firewood to, to keep warm in the winter. And in Poland, they're lining up with coal production companies and begging for some coal to light their homes. So it's going to be a very, very difficult time in Europe. And I don't think it's going to work to have a complete pullout from natural gas, coal, and gasoline. We need hydrocarbon fuels to run these modern industrial economies. That's just the truth of it. Uh, we're talking with uh, Dr. Uh, Jerome Corsi, and again, I'll put up on social media his book. Um, uh, you know, in early in this piece that you wrote, uh, The American Thinker, you refer to Michael Mann, the famous uh, hockey stick uh, global warming graph, and um, uh, and then another author, uh, Susan Hossel. Um, but they, they write about quick facts, and they and they push into op-ed, you know, the, the op-ed that you quote from, um, and it's all alarmist, and it's all um, – almost it's all opinion it's all kind of speculative but it's reported like it's it's factual i mean i know this was a topic of your book you were like hey wait a second when they tell you it's um a big deal look at what's actually going on you referred here to michael schellenberger who wrote the uh apocalypse never why environmental alarmists hurts us all uh, why environmental alarmism hurts us all um but again dr corsia you've done this for decades they don't they're not they're immune from the actual facts they're immune from the truth they just keep us getting hysterical uh, they are hysterical and they blame everything the that focus of the, the article on american thinker was that blaming hurricane ian on climate change and global warming is simply nonsense michael schellenberger points this out in his book apocalypse apocalypse never and i also quote from another scientist who very clearly identify that the amount of carbon dioxide in the air exuded by hydrocarbon fuel is just too small. Right. It doesn't have the energy needed to produce a hurricane or another event like these. These are natural events. And the 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 extreme alarmism, you know, we're going to have 10 more years to live. Is that what uh, Alexandria Cortez said? We're only going to have so much time to live. If we right. don't, in fact, you right. know, everything's going to go. We're going to all die. Uh-huh. Well, you know, you know, it's always it's always if we don't do this immediately, we're going to destroy Earth. It's a save the Earth movement. And quite frankly, we have less carbon dioxide in the atmosphere today than in geological times when we had ice ages. And and carbon dioxide is not a driver of the Earth's temperature. It's a trace molecule, 0.04 percent of all the atmosphere. And it's it's greenhouse gas effect is almost not measurable. Because the major greenhouse gas is water vapor. That's about 70% of all greenhouse gases. And, of course, the climate change movement does not demonize water vapor. They demonize carbon dioxide because they want to get rid of hydrocarbon fuels. It's become a movement to get rid of capitalism. It's been taken over by the neo-Marxists, and it really has nothing to do with weather science. Uh, we're talking with uh, uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi, and uh, you can go to drjeromecorsi.com, drjeromecorsi.com, see his stuff. Um, you know, I remember one of your books, I might get it wrong, uh, in the early part of the century, maybe, I don't know, 2007, 8, 9, somewhere in there, was about, um, uh, yeah, 2005, uh, uh, the um, uh, black gold stranglehold, the myth of scarcity in the politics of oil. And and you were talking then about how uh, 
what what the price of oil, where it would go and how it was happening, who was involved. When you look at the world right now and you see the recessions that everyone's in, isn't it just as clear as can be that the number one driver is the inability of America and others to get energy at a good price? I mean, once we started our policies away from Trump, we put ourselves in a position where everything is worse when you can't get oil and gas at a good rate. Well, our economy and the industrial nations of the world depend on to have cheap energy. We right. have expensive energy. We can't run these economies. And millions of people are going to die. I mean, that's the reality. That Now we can be alarmist because that's going to be the rea- reality. <laughs> right. You know, they don't want to use a fertilizer because fertilizer has hydrocarbon fuels and making the fertilizer. I mean, they, they're going to be destroying farmlands and not producing enough food. These people are insane. I mean, the Donald Trump showed and Black Gold Stranglehold showed that they're, you know, hydrocarbon fuels, gasoline, coal, natural gas are not fossil fuels. No fossil ever made of fuel. These are naturally produced in the earth and the mantle of the earth uh, on a constant basis. And I show in both books, my current book and the one Black Gold Stranglehold, the Fischer-Tropp's equations, which show the Germans made synthetic oil. They know how oil is made, and it is manufactured in the center, in the mantle of the earth. And I show you the tectonic plates under the Saudi uh, oil fields. They're fractured. The oil comes up through those fractures in the bedrock and pools in sedimentary rock, but it's not created in sedimentary rock. Oil and natural gas are abundant. Donald Trump proved this. We can lead the world in production. We can have gasoline going back to a reasonable price. You know, under Donald Trump, it was sometimes you know under two dollars a gallon. Mm-hmm. Now we're up, now we're in some places getting over four and five dollars a gallon. I mean, this is look at what diesel fuel calls cost today. It's it's just it, it's exorbitant, and the a Biden economy, the economics with this massive trillions of dollars of spending, uh, I think we're in for a massive global recession that could rival. Yeah, it's certainly 2008, 2009, but it could be a very, very deep and serious recession that we're, we're about to have. Uh, we're talking uh, with Dr. Jerome Corsi. OK, then let me pause then, because even though you're uh, you're a, a well-known and written all these books on the these topics and uh, the newest one is called The Truth About Energy, Global Warming and Climate Change. Um, and, you know, you're intellectual heft, but you're an observer of politics, too. Where's the politics of this um, uh, go now? I mean, you see Germany is starting to do go back and do more nuclear. Even California, the state has said they'll do more nuclear because they don't want to be um, they don't want to be that green. Uh, and then we're going to see an election in a few weeks in America that's going to send a message, I think. Um, and there's been a couple of elections in, in Italy, for example, and others. Um, what, where, where does the where do the politics of this go? And um, do you see the politics moving fast enough to change the trend line of the economy at, at large? I think a recession is now baked in, given how completely insanely the Biden economics have just spent money and then cut off hydrocarbon fuels. It's just insane. But I think, you know, the political ramifications are going to be serious. We just had over the weekend this recent prime minister in Great Britain right. resigned. Yeah. Four months, she, she, she's, you're going to have people all over Europe going through energy poverty. They are not going to be able to pay to heat their homes. They're going to freeze unless the government has massive subsidies, more deficit spending, which will push the inflation even higher. Mm. It's, a, it's a horrible spiral. In Italy, 
there's been a change in the prime minister uh, in the United States, this midterm election. I mean, I don't I don't know what Biden is thinking, but the idea of deploying the 101st, uh, the Screaming Eagle Paratroop Division, the army to Romania this past weekend, uh, if he wants to go to war with Romania, with Russia, Biden is absolutely insane. I mean, go to war with Russia, with American troops, that, that 101st Division is one of the most glorious divisions in our history. It was the one that fought in D-Day. It fought in the Operation Market Garden. It was in Battle of the Bulge at Bastogne. This is, a, this is a, you know, an honored division, a very tough division. To send them to Romania is not my idea of, you know, I don't think we need thermal nuclear war tomorrow. Russia, right. Russia, you can't push Putin in a corner. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and the energy problems come from the entire mismanagement of these governments, which are acting in a woke, insane fashion. When, you know, Donald Trump was not going to war with Russia. He had Iran not having nuclear weapons. Today, uh, these people, to me, are absolutely insane with their woke consciousness, and they are going to destroy America, and they're going to produce a, a massive depression. And I don't want to see us on the brink of thermonuclear war. I'm praying that will never happen. Uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi, again, the book is The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change. You can get that anywhere you buy books. And uh, over at the American Thinker, I just was checking. He's got – you need to write there more. Uh, uh, by the way, it's a post-till press book. But over at American Thinker, every couple of weeks, he's got a piece over there. I'll put that up on social media. Thank you, Dr. Corsi. As always, we'll have you back on again soon. Always my great pleasure. Thank you, Ed. All right. We'll take a break, everybody. We'll be right back again. If you uh, go over to my social media, at Eagle Ed Martin, and otherwise, I will make sure all of these um, uh, sites over there are posted so you can see them. And we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Hey, let's talk about something very, very important, and that is how the left makes money off of government, off of their role in government. It used to be that they did it the old-fashioned way, which is to say they got government jobs, and in the old days, they got government jobs, and they had great pensions, and it was sort of like a gold-plated way to land, uh, uh, you know, sort of a golden parachute. That was the old-fashioned way. In about the last 30 years, they upped their game, and they used quasi-governmental agencies like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and other things to land and make a huge amount of money uh, working for the government. So it used to be like, you know, the old days, you'd get a government job, and you'd land, and you would, you know, you'd make a nice living, but, you know, make a 100 grand, 150 grand, and get a great pension. Then the shift went uh, to people that worked in government and then went on the outside and made a fortune. I mean, big money and not this time, not as lobbyists. That was another path, right? You could be a lobbyist and make a big make big money. So the, the example I often give is Jamie Gorlick. Jamie Gorlick went to the Fannie Mae. And while she was at Fannie Mae, she had been in a deputy associate attorney general or something. While she was at Fannie Mae, she made twenty six million dollars in income over a four year period. Did you hear what I said? This is 1998 to 2002. She made 26 plus million dollars for working for Fannie Mae, which is a sort of government. It's supposed to be a government uh, owned kind of a government manufactured entity. So that's the dynamic, right? 
that's what and and by the way fannie mae uh, it was a disaster it was a huge disaster then she went on and she's at law firms and all those kinds of things it's like i told you a few weeks ago sally yates who served for a, a minute uh, and was anti-trump she went ahead and made she's making big money at a law firm but the newest sort of you can call this a grift i would call this a way that they support the left supports their people and they do it so blatantly and brazenly. Oh, yeah. Sally Yates was another one. She's at a law firm. She's at Georgetown Law Center. She's got this and that and the other thing. She makes a huge living, lots of prestige, lots of platform from which to talk. And that's the game they do. Okay. And, and that used to be enough. You'd go from in the government to working at Harvard and then back into the government, all that. Now, an added way to do this has been, uh, has been uh, pioneered or at least is starkest in its uh, viewpoint, in its view right now, and that is the experience of Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, after she lost for governor in 2018, and she refused to concede ever, so she joined Hillary Clinton, who refused to concede ever, claimed the election in 2016 was illegitimate, that's Hillary. 2018, here comes Stacey Abrams. She claims that her election was stolen. She sets up an organization, a nonprofit organization that's supposed to protect the voters who are disenfranchised in the state of Georgia. So Stacey Abrams steers over $9 million in legal fees from this nonprofit that she started to her buddy, her friend who runs this law firm, $9 million to try a case or two, or I don't know, a few maybe where, and none of them succeeded. Well, they, they succeeded in making the money. And so the grift here is, and, and the whole time Stacey Abrahams for Abrams for the last four years has been running for office and she's been getting, you know, taken care of, as this figure, this this larger than life fighter for civil rights, it's a grift. It's a grift. And here's a great way, you know, they won't tell the public or anyone else where the legal fees went. They won't show the bills. So the American people allowed the I think it's tax deductible uh, deductions, tax deductible contributions to Stacey Abrams organ- organization funneled over nine million dollars to her friend over a two and a half, three year period. Not over 20 years. And no one will know how they spent the money. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, we're coming all the way from uh, Jamie Gorlick, who is at least making her money. The, the sort of a racket was the racket was inside the government mafia. This case, it's this racket of nonprofits. And this is pretty common also, by the way. It has to be said. It's done pretty regularly. But the reality is that Stacey Abrams is as fraudulent in terms of her work between running in 2018 and 2022, as anyone could be. Now, don't get me wrong. There's lots of people who run for office and they lose the race and they go into a holding pattern to run again. But very few raise and spend almost $10 million to the law firm or their friend, who, and here's the punchline, is now the chairman of the Stacey Abrams campaign for governor and was the chairman in 18. The rich get richer, the connected get more connected, and the racket gets more lucrative. It's amazing to watch. And the, here's the trick of it is that they, they say, and they're preparing now, they're saying, oh, the, the Republicans, um, they might they deny the election. They deny the election. Or now they're saying there might be interference in the election. Because if they lose, they got to blame someone. But if they lose, they lose. They say the election wasn't legitimate. If, if Republicans lose... And they try to claim the election wasn't right. They say, oh, you're trying to overthrow democracy. 
It's incredible. Again, I've told you about the projection racket. Right now we have the, the Biden administration saying there might be something wrong with the elections. There might be something wrong with the elections. The elections might be interfered with. That's because that's what they did. That's what they did in 2020. That's what they do. And they're hoping against hope that it can work, but it's not going to work. And that's how you know the election, by the way, is going to be a Republican sweep because the Democrats are making excuses already, trying to say, here's why we didn't pull it off. But I have to tell you, the reality is, the reality is there has never been the brazen grift that is happening. And part of the reason Stacey Abrams gets away with it, and this is you have to be courageous enough to say it, and I am, it's because she's a black woman. If she was a white guy, not in a million years. She's a black woman and she went to all the right schools and she, you know, says all the right things. And so no one's got no media person is going to question the black woman for supposedly standing up for the voting rights of the people. It's just, it's comical, except it's a great scam. You know, when you keep saying to yourself, I, I, you say, so oh, these people will be held accountable. What you realize is they're probably never going to be held accountable ever. And you know what? They're laughing all the way to the bank. They're laughing all the way to the lucrative bank that gives them the things that they want and the freedom they have. And that is the key. Once you realize you can have the freedom of financial security from selling out and being a bottom feeder, feeding on the grift, then you you adjust your model. You adjust your business model and you say, ah, maybe that's where I want to be. It's amazing to watch. It's amazing to see. And the only thing about it that's incredible, more incredible every time, is how brazen it is. It's so brazen and so obvious, it just makes you shake your head. And here's the, but here's, the, but here, here is the fun part. If there was ever an election where Stacey Abrams or any Democrat was going to have a shot to win Georgia, it was 18. 2018 was their shot. In 2022, she's going to lose by 10 points. Beto O'Rourke is going to lose his run for governor in Texas by 10 points. Herschel Walker is going to beat uh, Reverend Warnock by five points, I bet. Because the public, the Republicans are coming out. Conservatives are coming out. And Democrats that are saying are looking up and saying, we can't tolerate these people. These people are totally fraudulent. They're not leading us. They're not worried about us. They're not concerned about us. They don't understand us. Frauds. They are fraudulent. And so they're going to pay a price at the poll. And that's the only, that's my consolation is it? But you know what? When Stacey Abrams done, she'll get a book deal. She'll get a big law firm. She'll probably get a professorship. She'll be teaching at Harvard. She'll be teaching at Harvard, making 150 grand and they'll cover all her expenses. She'll travel around, have meals. She could see that. That's mean. But anyway, you get my point. That's the racket. That's the racket. The Stacey Abrams racket. What is funny is she's losing, so there is some modest coverage of the stories. And, oh, let me be clear. If and when you find this on the on the right, write about it. If you could show me where it happens on the right, I don't see it. I'll give you my best example. Somebody like Michelle Bachman, who I knew so well, and she was such a, a dynamo, when she left office, there was no landing place for her. Nobody gave her a sweetheart deal on the right. In fact, quite the opposite. She had to slog away and go figure her stuff out. It's a double standard, but it's because on the on the right and conservative side, you want people to do something of value and earn it. On the left, you just want power. Keep the power going. All right. We got to run. We'll come back in a moment to wrap things up. It's Ed Martin here in a Pro America Report. Just don't forget to visit ProAmericaReport.com, and uh, I will post up there the Stacey Abrams Racket Report. Quite a thing for her and her friends. We'll be right back. Ed Martin here on a Pro America Report. Back in a moment. 
This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. The sensational raid on Mar-a-Lago is reminiscent of the pre-dawn arrest in 2019 of Donald Trump's friend Roger Stone, who described opening his door and staring down the barrel of two assault weapons and a dozen other FBI agents in the background, all wearing night goggles, full SWAT gear, sidearms, and so on. On the ground was a large metal device used to break down a door, which was unnecessary. Also executed in Florida, additional FBI agents even arrived by boat, despite how Roger Stone always complied peacefully and would have driven himself to any courthouse. Stone was ultimately pardoned for the politically motivated accusations against him. Roger Stone recounted how agents of the deep state essentially went through every square inch of my house, literally every square inch. They removed all my electronics, my computer, my laptop, my iPad, a lot of computer disks, none of which had any relevant evidence. Using similar shock and awe tactics, the army of FBI agents who ransacked Donald Trump's home and office without proper supervision may have viewed, copied, photographed, or taken more than the search warrant authorized. Our Constitution limits searches to the particular items listed or the area of a home set forth in a search warrant. But abusively going beyond the warrant is unfortunately a common practice. Conservatives running for the U.S. House and U.S. Senate must commit to stopping these abuses as soon as they retake the Congress. At a minimum, they should subpoena all DOJ records, emails, and personal cell phone data relating to the possible prosecution of Trump. They should do this so the public can see what is really going on behind closed doors in the politicized Department of Justice under Biden's Attorney General Merrick Garland. On top of this, the U.S. House controls the power of the purse, and good stewardship would require that they refuse to fund political attacks on the likes of Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been the most thoroughly vetted political figure in American history. If there were any dirt to be found on him, I think we would have already found it, and it would be out in the public. This persecution by prosecution must stop. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we think it's time to take Washington back from the power brokers. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're organizing a grassroots movement to stand against the deep state bureaucrats who control government. For the latest strategies, go to phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, um, wrapping things up, let me let me go one more step on that uh, story out of um, out of uh, uh, Georgia. Um, Stacey Abrams, actually, Politico is writing about the story that her her friend got nine, ten, almost ten million, excuse me, almost ten million dollars in legal fees. Here's Norm Eisen. Right. Norm Eisen is trotted out as an ethics expert because he was an ethics advisor under Barack Obama. And so he says Stacey Abrams. um uh, uh, organization. Um, he, uh, he, he was, oh, so first he was asked by Stacey Abrams, by the organization, her organization, to contact Politico about this story because they knew it was happening. And he said, I did, he did not see anything untoward about Abrams organization hiring her friend and campaign chair. Nothing to see here. Everybody else, by the way, thinks it's crazy. Quote, 
And Norm Eisen says, quote, it happens all the time. It's the way our system is built, that the political leaders and the policy leaders are one and the same. So this is not unique to Allegra. That's the name of the woman. You can say the same thing about Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or Mitch McConnell or Kevin McCarthy, Eisen said. We not only countenance, countenance it, we embrace it. That is the American political, legal and ethical system. OK, so the Norm Eisen clown a swamp creature of the first order, the ethics advisor to Barack Obama. He says, this is how we do it in the swamp. We don't care. We don't care if you find it uh, uh, disreputable. We don't care if you find it uh, unethical. We don't. And we're the ones in charge. We got all the money, Jack. We got all the Jack, Jack, and we're going to do it the way we want. And we don't care if you care. We don't care if you object. It's incredible. I mean, and the nice thing is that he's admitting it. If the nice thing is that he's just saying, hey, you know, this is who we are. We don't care. We do not. We do not care if you object to this problem because we are going to go forward anyway. And it basically goes through with both parties. And I agree with him. People in both parties are doing it. And the, the, the great thing is Norm Eisen is the ethics advisor to Obama saying this is fine. This is what we need to do. This is how it should be. This is what we our founders didn't want this. There's two problems with this. The two problems are clear when I tell you. One, if you have a federal government that is so powerful, it gives out so much money and has so much influence over commerce, you're going to use it to influence to the advantage of yourself and your friends. The, the founders didn't contemplate a government this big, this intrusive, this, this spending on this side. Ne- never contemplated. The second thing is, because they didn't contemplate the first government this big, The founders never intended for there to be a ruling class that stays in power forever, that manages the lobby shops forever, that is controlling all this stuff forever. They never meant that. They did not mean for that to happen. And for these people, Norm Eisen, because here, here's another trick. Norm Eisen goes into the Obama administration as an ethics advisor. Okay. And he does that for, I don't know, a year, maybe two. He makes $125,000 a year. And then he goes out and you know what he gets? He gets a job in one of these things. He's a CNN legal analyst. He's now a senior fellow at the Brookings Institution for what? Governance studies. And he started something called the founded the state, the state's United Democracy Center. He's a co-counsel of the House Judiciary Committee. He goes in and out, in and out of government, in and out of government and and making money all the time, making money all the time. Off the swamp, off the swamp. He's one of the founders, by the way, of Crew Citizens Responsible and uh, Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. It's a, they call it a government watchdog organization. Total nonsense. Crew is just a left wing hit squad that goes out and says basically, "Oh yeah, you um, you guys are uh, really you're the worst. You're the I was I had never been in office. I was running for office against an incumbent, and I was listed as one of the eleven most corrupt." Uh, officials running for office by crew. Why? Because they do that. They say that it's free speech. And then the candidates use it to go after people and to say terrible things about it. They say crew and the citizens for responsibility and ethics in Washington says Ed Martin is such and such total frauds. But that's what these people believe. They believe the swamp believes that only the swamp can do it, that only the swamp can be the ones in charge of things. And you just have to move along, little fella. You have to move along, little girl. That's the reality. It's wonderful to see them show us, show their colors. 
but it should give you pause when you see how ridiculous it is. So there you have it. All right, we got to finish up. Thank you, as always, to the great Noah Dingley, our producer, Joanna Spilger for associate producing and especially getting all these guests. And thank you for listening. Don't forget, come back. Come back tomorrow, and uh, we'll be here. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Talk to you then. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>